live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. Relationships. Those, if you allow them, can make you or break you. My relationship with my mother, well, it's complicated. <laughs> I met my mom when I was six years old. That day, I felt strong and confident. I told my cousin, I don't have to do your homework anymore. My mom is here. It was a fiesta. There were people coming in and out, hugs, kisses, suitcases open in the living room. There was a present for everybody that showed up. That night, I went down with a high fever. My mom took care of me. She helped me tie and slept with me that night. Few days later, my mother left. And I continued being raised by Mami Guille, my grandma, Tia Aida, my aunt, and they told me, your mom is working in the US to provide for us. I'm like, okay. And there I went to play with my friends, my cousins, Miss Ñanos. Life was good. Next time I saw my mom, I was 14 years old. This time, she returned to Ecuador convinced that the U.S. is better for us. She was determined to take me with her. The moment my visa was issued, it felt like out-of-body experience. I was observing my mom talking to this person behind this window. She was, my mom was showing all these documents and she was asking tons of questions. And I noticed this waiting room packed with dreams and hopes. And there I was, standing next to my mom, feeling powerless. I was losing everything that I knew. What was gonna happen to Mami Guille, Tia Aida, my school, my friends, the boy that I like. And she did not ask me if I wanted to go. My transition to the US wasn't easy. And I'm sure I didn't make it easy for my mom. I was 14. <laughs> There I was in New York City. I went from a private school to a public school. From a class of 30 to a class of 300. I didn't speak the language. I went from an A plus student to a barely making it kind of student. And then 
there were all these labels being thrown at me. ESL, English as a second language, foreigner, Hispanic, Latina, Mexicana. Oh, Mexicana de Ecuador, a mucha honra. Very proud. I felt like that stain in a white shirt that you always have to explain how it got there. I was standing out when I just wanted to disappear. My mother was right next to me through all my adjustment period that I think is still going on. <laughs> and she just sat me down and I said, mija, mi vida, literally translates to my life, sweetheart, we got this. Somos batiojas. We are batiojas. That's my mom's last name. You have to believe in yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. And no le comas mierda a nadie. Don't take shit from anyone. <laughs> Somehow, I stepped into my mother's shoes. She was a groundbreaker. She traveled the Americas, the first in her family to come to the US. She was a challenger, a natural challenger of society rules that will put women as second-class citizens. She was loving, imperfect, caring, funny. She will open her home to women escaping abusive relationships. I got to know my mom. When I graduated from college, I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I was like, I'm, I can leave now. Little that I knew, my mom got seriously ill. And it was my time to care for her. Right after the brain surgery, the doctor came and told me, we need to put your mom uh, your mom needs feeding tubes. I'm like, what? That will complicate things. I know she will hate that. And, and I'm like, why? She's eating too slow. And I have too many patients. I'm like, what? I only have one mother. I can feed her, so I did. Months went by. Three, six months later, she got released from the hospital. In six more, six more months, she started getting better. She started getting strong. She was, she start, I started noticing. She started bossing me around again. I was like, I think you're back to yourself. I can go now. And she's like, okay, you can leave, but don't take shit from anyone. And I did. I left and went to live and work abroad for seven years. And seven years later, in 1998, I chose to come back to the US. 
and my mom was ready to retire and go back to Ecuador. I came here to Portland and she came to visit a few times. I tried convincing her to come and stay and she's like, no, that's okay. I'm just gonna be in Ecuador. There were a lot of phone calls. We call each other a lot. And one time I remember talking to her, I said, mom, I don't know what to cook. And she's like, what do you have? I'm like, well, have some rice, corn, and tomato paste. Well, you can make corn and tomato paste rice dish. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Our relationship was great. We talked to each other a lot about different things. And then April, 7, 2008, I was, my flight was at 8 o'clock in the morning, my way to go visit my mom, and I got a 4 a.m. phone call. It was my cousin to tell me that my mom passed away. I felt so much pain, and I felt powerless. didn't ask me if she could go. During the longest flight of my life, I was sitting in that plane, sobbing, curled up, complete despair. And my mom talked to me. She said, mi vida, I was ready to go. You are so prepared to stand in your own two feet. Y recuerda, no le comas mierda a nadie. Don't take shit from anyone. And today, I just do that. And I choose to stand out on my own terms.